Two passionate and busy moms sharing the quest to achieve entrepreneurial success. Hi, welcome to Momentum. I'm Ariella Vaccarino and Teresa Ofstad. And this is our first Zoom interview that we're going to be working on. We're going to release it audio for sure. Yes. Maybe only Zoom clips, maybe the full Zoom. We'll see how it looks. We'll have to work on editing and yeah. see how we can get this launched uh, live video. Please introduce our guest, Teresa. I am so excited today to welcome our guest, Manina. Manina and I know each other from my past life and uh, past job that I was in. I worked with her and her husband on an amazing program uh, throughout the city. I was helping them to find the right place for their events and their hotel stays to bring all these amazing dancers from around the That's world so cool. to teach them about the Hollywood summer tour. Ooh. And so we'll hear more about that a little bit in our interview here today. But, you know, just Menina and I have known each other ever since. And it's amazing all of the pivoting that she has done throughout this pandemic. And so, you know, we'll talk about that as well. And I'm just so excited that you're here today, Menina. Menina so Fortunata. Menina Fortunata, right? Fortunata. Well, if you want to say it with a with a Portuguese or Italian Latin accent, yeah. yes, Fortunato. And it would be Menina, which is Portuguese. Damol is my middle name, which means of love in French. Uh -huh. And Fortunato means lucky or fortunate in Italian, uh -huh. although I'm yes. not Italian. Awesome. And then I didn't change my name when I got married either. So that's more confusion. Oh, yeah. So is your husband Italian? You probably no. get that a lot. Yeah. So are you so, in Canada? You're in Canada? I, I am. My, my business technically is still based in Burbank, California. I haven't changed okay. that part, but I am back in Vancouver where I'm originally from. Got it. Um, we moved back as a family in 2016. I convinced my husband that it would be a better place to raise a family. Uh -huh. As much as I love LA life for my business, I didn't feel like it was the best place that I wanted to raise a family. It's just very different. The things, the things that matter to you when you're young and single or don't have kids suddenly matter, you know, like Absolutely. education and healthcare and commuting traffic, <laughs> like time, yeah. all these things. Like, and I used to live in my car and I'm sure anybody that lives in LA knows that where you yeah. pretty much you leave in the morning, you do your day-to-day -day stuff and then you don't right. get home till late at night. And that was my life. And mm -hmm. I lost so much time. Now my kids go to school like seven minutes away. I, I can, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't live in my car anymore. And now I think a, a 30 minute drive is far. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you have worked with some amazing people and what I love what I love about you is that you really do incorporate your kids a lot in your travels and your business um so tell, tell us more about that I've always had the travel bugs I mean I'm a Sagittarius we're known for being world wanderers travelers by nature but I also grew up in a family that used to travel a lot so my parents used to drag us around as kids so um they they actually I grew up watching them produce dance conventions and competitions so every weekend we would be in different cities as they were hosting their events and they would put me to work as a teenager and mm -hmm. so I got a chance to be in the business and traveling with them and then we'd visit family because I have my entire dad's side of the family that's just in Portugal so that we had to go overseas every every year or every other year to go mm -hmm. visit them so I was already used to traveling plus mm -hmm. with my professional dance career before having children, I used to tour. So I used to tour with Earth, One and Fire. I was on tour with Rain, who's a huge Korean K-pop star. And I toured with Luis oh. Miguel. If anybody is is Spanish speaking, they know who he is. He's like the Frank Sinatra of the Latin American music. Yes. Uh, anyway, so through my dance career as well, I also traveled. I mean, I was on tour for 
up until four and a half months pregnant until that little baby bump started to poke through. And I was like, oh, I guess I can't you were do dancing. this. You were dancing. Yeah, I was doing 90 minute shows on my yeah. first pregnancy yeah. and traveling and, you know, all the things. I was like, well, whatever, I'm good. I can, I had the energy. I, I mean, I, I needed more sleep, but yes. I was able to get through the shows. And then, um, you know, and then there was a lot of people telling me like, oh, when you have kids, you're not going to be able to travel anymore. Even my own mother was like, I'm never going to see you. You know, it's going to be so expensive for you to start traveling now because now you're a family of three and then I was like well they're free under two so I'll just do a lot of traveling under two which I did with my first two babies where I dragged them everywhere like I literally would do jobs where I would be teaching at dance conventions mm-hmm. and I would say I can only do the job if I can bring my baby because I'm breastfeeding yeah. so I will work out hiring you know a babysitter while I'm working I just so happened to always know a dance mom in every city that I went to so I was like hey can I hire you for the day? Yeah. So they would hold the baby while I'm teaching. And then on my breaks, I would like hide in a room and do my breastfeeding and then go back out. Um, Cause it would, it was more of an inconvenience for me to try to do the whole pumping thing. And I did the pumping thing after the year, but the first year I wouldn't take any jobs um, with my second. I was like that the first one, I thought I could do the pumping thing at six months. That was way too early. Yeah. That was an absolute nightmare. My poor husband was like, couldn't, not give a bottle. So I was like, okay, baby number two, I'm waiting the year. So I waited the year for baby number two, but then baby number three was so different because it was 2020. I had my lockdown baby, April of 2020. Oh. I had my home birth then. So oh, I until then, get... just to clear up. So until yes. then you're still dancing. You're still on the road. You're still dragging traveling, dragging my kids. Yes. Mm-hmm. Teresa knows I did um, a dance intensive in LA every summer called the Hollywood summer tour. And my kids, I dragged them around. Like I had assistants that would help me with my clients and then they would also help me with my kids and or one of the dance moms would help me with the kids and we dragged them around just like my parents dragged us around and yeah. they just became and then as they were got a little bit older I put them to work too so they yeah. the job was, was set Family up and, yeah it is and I remember you know we've been to London many times uh, I, uh we would do a big expo with like 20,000 attendees and I would put my kids to give out flyers mm-hmm. and they would never say no to a child giving out flyers <laughs> But if I hired an adult to do it, they're like, oh, no, thank you. No, thank you. But they oh, see yeah, a yeah. little five-year-old <laughs> and they're like, awesome. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> that's brilliant. That. Yes. Uh-huh. So, 20, yeah, yeah. so 2020, fast forward, that was a whole different experience. Then everything, as much as I love travel, there was, when I was pregnant with baby number three, I was like, you know what? I really wish I didn't have to travel as much as I did because mm-hmm. it is getting exhausting, especially now that we're on baby number three coming up. And there, there were still trips that I did. Like once the kids were old enough, I would still take weekend trips. So that's when after two, especially they would stay home with my husband and I would be off for the weekend. And I actually kind of enjoyed it because then it became like my going to work, quote unquote, yeah. was a vacation to me. Oh, I know yes. that. Because, yes. Yes. Yeah. because I had my own bed and no one's crawling on top of me. Right. Uh, kicking me in the face. I yeah. just have to get myself ready instead yeah. of like getting everybody else ready before me. So I had all this me time. I was like, wow, going to work. It's like a vacation. Yeah. So yeah. when I came back home, I missed my kids and I was, I could be mom during the week and, you know, take them to school lessons, do whatever, all the things. And then I'd be gone again the following weekend, but then so it started career, to get, so sorry, yes. to interrupt. your career was really filling your cup. When you would go away, you would get to experience Absolutely. yourself make money be but be in charge of yourself then come back and be all excited to be a mom right exactly it was like my chance to like just recharge because as I'm sure every mom can relate when you're just like constantly with your kids 24 7 like you need a break you need some self-care and to me self-care was 
sleeping in my own bed. Yeah. <laughs> having a bath by myself. <laughs> but so, you weren't just going to a spa. I mean, you were going to work. No, I was going to work. I mean, yeah. But I, but I love my work. I, I love yeah. what I do. You know, I, I've, I've never had a regular, I say regular nine to five job in my life. You know, I've, I've evolved my entire career around dance, but I've been having to pivot and shift gears a lot and change with my lifestyle as new life changes happen. And then, you know, 2020 was a big life change for me. That was like, I felt like I went through a midlife crisis and I feel like a lot of people did. Yeah. Um, I lost time to pivot, you know, and I saw, I saw you a lot. I I shared in other episodes that I took a lot of those kind of, you know, personal development, self-help, you know, inspirational, motivational courses online. And I've, Mm -hmm. I've seen you in some of those communities too. And I know you have a lot of work there during the pandemic and the pivoting and, you know, it's amazing the stuff, stuff that you've done there too. So we, we would Thank love you. to hear more about that yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, too. Yeah, no, it was, it was a huge slap in the face because I've always been pretty self-sufficient. I've always done pretty well for myself. And then suddenly my events business, which was probably my main bread and butter, even though I did little gigs here and there, that was like a good source of the family income. Mm-hmm. And then it suddenly just stopped. Yes. Like I went from very comfortable six figures to zero overnight. And, and I, at first I was like, well, it's okay. You know, April, 2020, I had my baby. I was at home. I was like, okay, I was prepared to like stay at home anyways for three months and not travel. And my, I was going to do my first big event, the Hollywood summer tour um, later that summer. So I was like, oh, I'll be fine. You know, I didn't think anything of it. I was actually enjoying everybody was home. My husband was home. Normally he's traveling sometimes too. So I got everybody around to help, you know, so that was actually a nice treat on the short term. Yeah. Yeah. But then my savings and everything started to deplete. I'm like, okay, um, how are we going to pivot? And then I did have a few people that were pre-registered from months ago. Mm -hmm. And it was like, do I cancel? Do I give them something different? So then I did my first online dance event that summer. And I thought that I could pay my vendors and pay my clients, I'm sorry, my, my staff the same way I used to, but then I didn't have the revenue to be able to cover that. So I operated in a loss and I was like, Ooh, this is not good. And of course it's my first time using zoom, which is now part of my everyday life. But at the time I was like, Oh my gosh, do I need to hire somebody to use the zoom thing? Cause I'm stressed out. There's too many buttons. And like, how do I pin (laughs) and how do I I bring and the lighting and the lighting <laughs> yeah. and the and the sound and the camera and like all sure. the things and and then I was like I was live streaming in LA, Vegas, and London while I was in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So I'm running a virtual event with people. I have teams of people in these different cities, and I'm counting on them to make sure the internet connection is good, making sure the yeah. sound is good, the video is good. And I'm literally conducting this interview, this interview, the event from my bedroom. I bought this whole backdrop. So nobody knew I was in my bedroom, but I wanted to give my clients something because I didn't want to just be like, uh, let me just cancel, give you back your money. I was like, let me give you something. And and it was good for them. They actually did enjoy it. I mean, I think think back then everybody was just desperate for anything. So if anybody was making an effort, I think everyone appreciated it. I had a lot of I knew quite a few people that are in the live event business and it was just completely dried up. I mean, there was just no work. So the that's fact that nothing. you found a way to do something and then it probably pivoted you for more things to come. And that's exactly what happened. That was kind of the the stepping stone. The, my That was my training wheels. Like that was yeah. the like, okay, this is my first time online doing live. There was a lot of pitfalls, but you made it work. And yes, you're absolutely right that people were just appreciative to have something. Live was very challenging for me. I was breastfeeding at the same yeah. time while running the event. And like, I would be like off camera, I'm like, hold the baby. 
and he was only three months at the time. So it was very, very challenging. I'm like, I got to find a better way. So then there was another problem that came around. I was stuck at home and I needed to get back in shape after baby number three. Okay. And I was frustrated into something. (laughs) And I turned that into something. And the thing too, is I was dancing with my baby initially in the baby carrier. So, or I'd use him as weights and lift him up. You know, so, so he became my weight and, and then he also, I, I like the secret. That's the thing. If you had just had a baby, the secret to losing the baby weight is to exercise with your baby. I mean, that was just a game changer for me, but then it's I suddenly interaction too, between you and your baby, it created yeah, it was, a connection, you know, it was a great bonding experience, but here was the challenge as I was teaching. Well, having an unpredictable baby as your workout buddy on a live class yes. was chaos. Yes. I mean, there were times where he just not, wasn't feeling it. And he would like break out screaming and crying. And I'm like, trying to keep my cool and composure like oh folks, let's keep going <laughs> like, oh my gosh, but I bet they appreciated it they all yes. felt they've all been there it's like the show must go on so I yeah. couldn't just be like sorry guys I'm gonna take five minutes to go change my baby or I'm just gonna take 20 minutes to go breastfeed I'll be like, you can't do yeah. that right so that was a whole nother problem and then I was undercharging that's a whole nother thing I had never worked for so little in my entire life it was very humbling like even my own husband's like why are you doing this yeah. And I'm like, I need to just get back into shape. So if yeah. I can make a couple you're dollars. Paying, you're getting paid a little bit to get into shape, but it's yeah, hard so, to also know what to charge online because I, I sell voice lessons to go um, CDs and books and videos. And then I have some live things coming up and I have some weekly things that are going to be coming up and it's very confusing what to charge. You know, it's because there are people who can pay a lot, but you want to be available to the masses. I mean, I'd love you to talk about that a little bit because that's always something hard for me. Pricing, pricing was a lot of trial and error. I, I thought, you know, like an in-person dance class, people pay 10, 15, $20 to take a class, you know, um, but I didn't realize how hard it would be to get clients because moms were not my clients. I was dealing with their children. Those were yeah. the clients. And yeah, one yeah. thing I realized is a big problem with moms as clients is moms will do anything for their children. 100%. They will spend all their last dollars on their children. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to investing in themselves, suddenly it's like, oh no, I can't afford that. Yes. Yes. You know, and they did not want to invest in And I was like, oh my gosh, it's not really that much. I'm like, I'm barely charging. I'm like, I usually get paid hundreds an hour and I'm like working for like nothing right now. Like, come yeah. on, moms, let's go. Yeah. You know, and then, um, so that was another obstacle too. So then I was like, I can't keep doing these live zoom classes. Like they're exhausting me. I was like, I got to figure out some on-demand kind of classes because, okay. and that actually, but that was another game changer for me. I was like, okay, if I can re pre-record these classes when my baby is in the right mood for it, I- when I'm in the right mood for it. And then deliver a high quality class that could live forever. And then moms can access it at any time around their schedule. So they don't also have to show up live because maybe their baby wants a nap. Maybe it's feeding time. Maybe it's time, whatever. Um, So then that's when things started to shift. I was like, okay, let me get off of this live Zoom thing. And and also too, there was technical issues with Zoom too, with music and sound. It was as a voice teacher i beyond know that you can't even (laughs) hear them sing and play the piano at the same time it's horrible one of the sounds always clips out you always have to nod your head like you can hear them but you can't hear them i totally know all about that and the syncing was off like the music was off with the video and then everybody looked like they were offbeat and i'm like okay this is a hot mess so um but at least the on demand i could have good video good sound good audio retake if it was a bad take whatever you know and then produce a nice highly quality video that moms could access and then i don't have to work as hard. I can just 
create this awesome video and then another awesome video and then just add a library. So I eventually created this whole library. I started with a six week challenge for postnatal. And then I did a whole super mom's boot camp that was 12 weeks and then it turned into six months. And um, anyway, so that whole trial and error period, I was creating great content, but again, I still was undercharging. That was a whole nother thing. And I was like, okay, someone's got to give because I can't, I can't be putting all this energy and effort with little to no return on my investment. Yeah. So that's when I started researching like online coaching, high ticket coaching, like all of these different. Um, so that whole online coaching space was very new for me. Yeah. And then I'm hearing people that are charging upwards of five, 10, $20,000 for online coaching. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. How am I be able to close five, 5,000, you know, and, and upwards from there. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? You know? So I ended up hiring a business coach that specialized in high ticket sales and, um, it was a big investment that I was like, I, you know, that, that goes back to like, I'll spend money on my kids, but yeah. I'll spend money yeah, on me it on ourselves. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm like, this is, this is a lot of money. And, you know, I got a lot of, a lot of grief from even my, my husband. He was like, what are you doing? Are you crazy? And, yeah. Um, and I was like, I, got, I need help. I'm like, you know, everyone in my family and in my, ever my circle, they're all business people, but nobody specializes online uh, online business is a different beast. How do you stand out in the crowd? How do you like, and you're no longer differentiating yourself by location. Like normally if you have a brick and mortar business, you're only competing with your local market. Right. When you're going into the online space, you're competing with a global market. Now you have a global audience, which is yeah. great, yeah. but you have to have a global competition. Yeah. So then how do you set yourself apart? You know, and I, I felt like I had something very unique, you know, dance and dance fitness. And then I even hired nutritionists and chefs. And so I did this whole like nutrition and mindset and dance and like all the things. And, and my clients were getting amazing results. I'm like, this works. This is awesome. Why can't I get clients? Like It was just so frustrating. And that's when everything changed. It was about six months ago. I finally hired the help that I needed. It was very humbling. I was like back against the wall. Like I was so desperate at that point. I was just like, it's been a year and a half. Uh, are almost two years of just trial and error. And I'm just, I'm not breaking ground. So let, me pause, point, let me pause you yep. for one second until that point, there's so many things I mean, you have so much to say, and I'm so fascinated. And I want to ask you like a thousand questions, just so you know. but <laughs> Sorry, I, I talk a lot. No, it's, no, it's great, amazing. There's a lot of questions I have, because also you and I do something very similar. And I'm, um, I also provide these videos and different things. And, but the first you said you had online on demand. What do you mean by on demand that they clicked a link and start with? That's my first question. What was okay, on demand? So on demand is the recordings, the lessons are pre-recorded. Yeah. So they're on an online portal. For me, it was a web app that they could access from their phones or computers, wherever they want. And they do it on their time. And in addition to that, I would do weekly coaching calls for accountability where we would meet and answer questions, make sure they're on track with their plan, not falling behind because the accountability is really where the results happen because yeah. there's so many on-demand programs, but there's nobody, you don't have a coach. Nobody's actually like yeah. checking in with you and seeing how you're doing. And was it you your website? Was it your website where you signed up with a particular on-demand company? I mean, how did you- It was, it was a site called passion.io. So you mm -hmm. can create your own, app with this company but then they like they can access it from their phone but then they can stream it or mirror it to their tv and be able to do the workouts um you know from you know their phone to the tv but did um, so, you have like a phone list that you went i mean you went on this app but how did you find any clients i mean what did you have a nice um, social media marketing mm -hmm. social media marketing um it's 
I would say Facebook is probably where the majority of my clients uh-huh. have come from. Yeah. Um, it started in the mom groups, you know, sometimes yeah. you, you can't sell the mom groups because of their rules. So then you got to cleverly yeah, interact and engage, yeah. add value, yeah. ask questions, connect yes. with somebody, add them as friends. Like there's, there's a whole strategy yes. that goes with that. I mean, I was throwing spaghetti at the wall at this point. Cause I was right, just that's like, what we're doing. <laughs> I was like, like, Hey moms, anybody want to work out getting shaped? Anybody like dance? I'm over here, you know? Yeah. And then through referrals, like if a mom was happy, then they might refer a friend. And once I worked with my coach, there was actually a whole like social media marketing funnel that. And, and how are up. you of getting back to the beginning of it? How were you recording it? Did you just put your phone up or did you have like professional equipment? Like what, how far did you take it? So what's interesting is my, because my husband actually owns a production company and we actually have some pretty high-end equipment. But here's the funny thing is I didn't even want to use any of it because I didn't know how to operate it. Yes. (laughs) So clunky. Like my husband has these cameras, like these hundred thousand dollar cameras that usually like, I don't think he knows how to operate it properly. We have to always have to hire like a professional videographer. I don't want to hire a professional videographer to come to my house and and so I literally, in the end, I just didn't, I used my iPhone. That's, That's all what was. I'm wondering. So you used I used an iPhone, a ring light with a stand. Um, did I did for sound. Uh, for sound, I bought, um, I had a lavalier with um, like a, a mic and, um, oh, and then I, it connected to my, I recorded sound separately into my computer. I see. So I had a track, I had a sound track that would record on my computer. And then I'd had the video from the phone and then I would merge the two together and post. And where so did you put, have... what did you use? iMovie or what, what was your... uh, No, I have, I use Final Cut. Final, Final Cut, Cut is, is it. yeah, it's my, sure. my software of choice. I know iMovie functions very similar and yeah. Adobe Premiere. I mean, there's so many, you can even use it on your phone, yeah. but um, yeah, I was comfortable with Final Cut. So I would use the, the one track of the music and overlay it with the sound. And then I would also overlay the music as well. So I had to get uh-huh. royalty free music, which is a whole nother beat. That's a whole nother yep. thing. That's a whole nother thing. So I'm like looking through these royalty free websites, paying their monthly subscription, being able to use their, their music and trying to find stuff that I actually like creating playlists, creating mm-hmm. choreography that goes to, it was a lot of work. Let me tell you. But these are the things uh, because people see the final product and they think that you just put your phone on, but you actually are dealing with so many different issues. I mean, from royalty free music, I mean, who's even thinking about that? And then once you put it all together, did you do the editing and did mm-hmm. you uh, do the sweetening and the fine? So you knew how to do that. You didn't bring in a recording engineer. Yeah, no, I I know how to do that just from my own entertainment company because I've produced music videos and other things in the past. So I do know how, normally for bigger projects, I hire people to do it, but I was working with a very limited budget here. So yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, back to my old days of one woman show, let's nice. do this. So, yeah. You know, I would record something and then edit it the next day and then output it, you know, a couple of days later, but like, all right, moms, I got the new workout ready. I mean, when I first created my six week challenge, that was an absolute nightmare. I recorded a new class every single day, Monday to Friday. Yeah. And I thought that I could be able to record all those five classes in one day with a baby. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I attempted that. The most I could ever get it done is in two days. But even then I had retake so many times and then it was, it, it was just so challenging. So my first beta clients, they didn't get the edited version. I, I got so frustrated. I tried that first video to edit yeah. And I was so frustrated. I was like, I just got to, I'm like, they're expecting a video tomorrow. I'm like, I I just got to, I just got to release it. So I literally just released the raw video with the raw sound and my knees screaming into like, it was, it was, the workout was fine, but the quality of the video was like mediocre. 
Yeah. Um, it was very, very exhausting awesome. uh, in the end, but I did manage to, so fast forward to, so we're May, 2020, hired my coach, restructured everything. We elevated my offer and made it a high ticket item. Okay, so um, you, got so you got to the point of that's the thing we talk about a little bit and I'm thinking about for my own business um you decided that you're going to invest this money in yourself because it's very hard like mm -hmm. sometimes I'm like do I invest the money in in some sort of business thing do you get invest that money in somebody clean your house so you have some time you know it's right. like <laughs> I mean like I'm I'm doing my dishes I'm like well if I wasn't doing my dishes I could be doing you know it's like how do you know when to invest how much to invest 100 you know? percent yeah, I was, I was a kind of at a place of desperation at that point, because I literally had done like every free challenge, free webinar, low yeah. ticket course, all these other, like, and I just found like, when I put in little, I got a little back. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, you know what, I got to stop playing small. And I was speaking mm -hmm. to like one of my good friends of 20 years, he, he did the whole Tony Robbins mastery yes. university, whatever. Yeah. And then he did all these, anyways, he spent like over a hundred thousand dollars in personal development. And I was like, you are absolutely nuts. I would never do that. I could. And then finally, yes. yeah. But what was his outcome? So his outcome is he also transformed his own life. He became a product of his, his own product. And now he's charging upwards of 10 to $15,000 per client. That was the one thing I learned from him. And he was, he was also trying to shift my mindset. He was like, yes. yeah, you're charging. You need to charge more. You yeah. need to start investing more in yourself because you're playing way too small. Like he was talking all kinds of language that I was like, what are you talking about? And it's yeah. the whole like Tony Robbins motivational speaking yes. stuff. Yes. And I was yeah, like, yeah. um, but then I also realized after all of this is that if you want to make, make a lot of money, you need to work on yourself. The more you put in and invest in yourself, the more that you'll be able to develop and grow as a person and in business, you know, yes. um, cause you really need to expand your mind. It's not for me, it wasn't my skill set. I had the skills, yeah. but I think what I needed to do is shift my mindset and also be open to learning a new way of doing business because I, my old ways of doing business just wasn't working. So yes. you were pivoting again. So you, yeah. we're, we've heard all these different pivots that you've yeah. done. I mean, the entrepreneur mind, which you are a thousand percent an entrepreneur, like through and through has to constantly le looking at a puzzle and shifting how they're going to do it, looking at it from a different 100%. perspective and trying it again. And we've heard all these things. You did it one way, then COVID hit. So then you tried to do it this way, but that didn't work. So then, and you keep, and you kept pivoting. And that's exactly how I want to look at my life all the yeah. time. And, and yeah. you know, I want to give that to our listeners. Yeah. So now what happened when the, um, the business coach came in, did you know, this guy, was he highly recommended? I did not. I did not. Like, see, I was actually evaluating a few coaches, I actually interviewed with a few coaches, but something just clicked with this one. He's also the, um, vice president of the think and grow rich foundation. Um, he was a, he's a young guy actually. So I did, you know, at first I was like, you know, does this guy have a life experience be able to coach right. me? Like he could, I could be his mother, but I'm like, but he's, he's onto something and all his clients are like doing really well. Who so was it? And I got, I have to know his name. Armin, Armin Shafi from highticketcoaching.com. Okay. Um, I just gave him a plug. But oh, anyway, I know. Call him. I know. Affiliates. <laughs> well, wait, yeah. He's a young guy. So that's yeah. why I was like, I was a little bit hesitant. I'm like, well, maybe I should hire somebody that's more mature, but then I'm like, no, but maybe he's at the cutting edge. I'm a part of his elite coaching group right now. And they're clearing like 500 K a month. And they're and like, how does it work? Do you have to pay no matter what? Do you have to pay a flat rate or uh, you pay as you make money? I mean, how do people come up with these big amounts of money? Do they work with you? They're like, I'm going to, I'm going to take a percentage off what I can get you to make or they don't take any percentage. Um, it's the same. It's on-demand group coaching is the business model. They help you craft your offer, package your offer, teach you how to sell your offer, create your marketing funnels. And then you're part of a community of people that are all also trying to do the same thing, yeah. uh, but they're in their different niches. Everybody has a different niche. I was the 
only dance person in this group. Like I was all in head first. I'm like, this is a lot of money I don't have right now. So let me just, I got to figure this out. And I was like right into the modules, going to the lessons. I motored yeah. through it, you know, and within a month I was able to make my investment back. So then everything else was smooth sailing. With you and your husband, you mean? Everything was smooth sailing with you and your husband. After right, right, right. Totally, always. <laughs> no, no, everything was to, okay again. You had to prove there would be a reason for uh, investing in this money. Me too, because, um, you know, I have I followed a lot of the same ones. You know, like you said, there was a lot of freebies during the pandemic. That 2020 yeah. year, there was a lot of things coming out for free. You get a lot of nuggets just from the free version. But then, yep. like you say, if you invest in yourself yeah. and you go for the bigger uh, bigger training, it can expand your, uh, your capabilities even more. Yeah. Our podcast came from one of those investments. That's truly. That's true. Um, That's so funny. Tony Robbins had to pivot. He always did live events. He swore he'd never. Yeah. Do I saw him Yeah, pivot as well. And then he did his UPW first time ever, uh, live, uh, virtual, I'm sorry, yeah. virtual. And it was one of those moments. He said something that clicked in me. I'm a mom. I, uh, as we mentioned, I want to invest in my kids. I want to, you totally. know, help support my family. I don't do it for myself. And so in that moment, it was in the, in the month of uh, July, I think was the first UPW event, a virtual. And I went, okay, well, I don't want to spend this money on me, but wait a second. I have a birthday coming up, you know, because he <laughs> talks about being resourceful and figuring out how to come up with this money. I'll just ask for everybody to give me money to be able to participate in this first UPW event. And I did. And it was amazing. Um, and I'm so glad I invested to be able to be at that event. But what's funny is my husband was like, what? You're going to spend this money on this? I go, don't worry about it, babe. It's all birthday money. It's not coming out of our pocket. It's <laughs> yeah. going to be good. It's going to be spent anyway, and right? So in my mind, I had to like first prove to him that we could, I could use this money for myself to be able to, to do this personal development. And then what was so funny about it, because it was in our home virtually up on our screen, I took over the whole den for four days, three or four days. And he kept coming down and he'd see stuff that I was doing. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's a bigger personal development that a bigger investment. The offer. They all have yeah. these offers. Of course, there's always and a big ticket item at the end of the free challenge. So what was so funny is I had to, I had to really, um, like sell the, the, what I had done to my husband, but he was listening in on the bigger ticket item. And he was coming to me going, well, you know, if we did this, we could probably, he wanted to buy the bigger ticket. Oh, that's funny. He saw what a difference it made in me during that time yeah. and how, how I truly went full out during those four days. Mm -hmm. um, he saw the, the uh, value of this bigger ticket item. I didn't purchase it, but it was like, almost <laughs> like, wow, you know, yeah. he wants me to do this bigger one now too. Um, but fast forward, you know, I've done other free ones and I've been part of some of our uh, Facebook groups we've been part of together. And then uh, the one that we just uh, kind of developed momentum was the mastermind one. And it, it it's similar. There is a lot of on-demand stuff that you can do on mastermind. Mm -hmm. um, but just listening to the the tips and, and business, you know, ideas and format that uh, Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi does. Uh, for mastermind.com, it got our brains, yeah. you know, flowing and just this whole podcast just developed from that. Yeah, and we had no plan to do this podcast. Yeah. We were just listening to that together for our own personal interests of things we were going after. But mm -hmm. I also think we listen to things like that and spend money like that when we're really ready for it too. 
Yeah. So, you know, we were ready to hear that stuff. We needed it. Yeah. So that's also what's true. You have to be ready uh, mentally because I, I will never forget when I did a first free challenge and somebody was selling like a six or $7,000 item. And I was like, Oh oh my gosh, that's so expensive. And the people were buying into it. And I saw them. I was like, are you kidding me? And then I saw something else for like 25,000 for the year. And I was like, my gosh, people are actually signing up for this stuff. Yeah. And I was like, these people are nuts. Like I wasn't ready. I was not mentally ready for it. And then suddenly, I don't know, I guess it was just like, sometimes you just got to fall flat on your face really hard and wake up and go, okay, you, you, so you need to make some huge changes right now because what you're doing is not working. So what are the changes you made? Like what, what, what's your advice for us or what, what, what really sings to you for what you've done? I feel like if you don't really truly know what you're doing, instead of just trying all this trial and error and throwing spaghetti at the wall, find somebody who's already done it and shortcut your, your, your success rate. Mm -hmm. Because I spent a year and a half spinning my wheels, barely making a dollar. And, um, where I actually thought I shifted my mindset to think, you know, I probably lost money for not hiring a coach sooner because had I hired this person maybe a year prior, I would be in a different position today, sooner. Yeah. And, but instead I learned the hard way where I was like trying to figure this thing out on my own. Cause I'm, you know, super mom and I can do this and you know, I, there's nothing I can't do. And, but having that mindset really killed me in the end, because it was like, okay, my stubborn ways, clearly this isn't working. And I'm even reaching out to family for help and my husband for help. And everybody's giving me their ideas and Although their ideas were great, they still didn't understand online marketing and online sales and online coaching. And I'm like, nobody in my circle actually does this stuff. So why don't I hire somebody that actually has done it and helped other people do it um, on a grander scale? So that's when, you know, I just put my tail between my legs and I'm like, okay, I'm hiring somebody half my age right now. I'm like, okay, teach me kid. You know, I was just like at a a turning point where I was like, I either quit. That was where I was at. I was either, either quit this or I'd make a huge change. I mean, my husband, he, but he was like, he's like, quit me. And he's like, this is ridiculous. You're just wasting your time right now. Like you're undervaluing yourself. And he was like, this is an embarrassment for you. Like, why are you doing this? And, you know, and I'm like, I believe in my product. I just feel like, you know, it's just like you have a good product on the, but you just need to get it on the shelf for the masses to see it. And nobody knows about it yet. Like that's how I felt. Right. Like our podcast. Uh, Yeah. Well, and we talk about that. We talk about that too, that, you know, our loved ones, our family members, they, they love and support us, but they don't understand the vision. They don't understand what what your product truly is. And only you do until it's out on the shelves and it's out in uh, on demand or out in the, you know, virtual world. And so, Mm -hmm. uh, so there are a lot of times where family and friends can hold us back from, pushing forward to make that dream happen. We, we well, totally. they haven't done it. They, they can't see it. Yeah. They just can't see it. No, they haven't done it. And also I come from a family of like everybody, like my, my, my parents are self-sufficient people. Like they don't ask for help for even for their own business. Like my, yeah. I would say my father is a self-made millionaire. Like he's yeah. one of those people that he's not formally educated. He barely has high school and he was able to, he was a self-taught guy. That's just, my mother was academic. She was skipped a grade with college professor at 23, the youngest. She was like academia. My dad was street smart. And with the two combined, they were a great force. But But, it's all before the internet. So all of their experience and is so different. It's so different. different. It's really, it's so different. And they're successful in their own business. But again, I'm trying to embark on a whole new way of doing business that nobody in my circle has ever done before. So I'm breaking new ground thinking I could use my 
old ways and applying it to this new way of business and it just was not working. How do you stand out in this global market? It's so noisy online. Everybody's got ads popping in your face like every two seconds. How do you stand out? Like, And, and also, I don't want to be like a shyster. Like, I don't want to be like, spend your money on me. You know, I, I'm <laughs> offering a great thing and I'm a great voice teacher and I, I'm caring and all this stuff. But, you know, when you're selling, it sometimes you get that feeling like, you're just trying to sell them something, you know, it's like, well, that's the art of selling is yeah. to not mm -hmm. sell. Right. Yes. The le like, there was a quote that really got to me. If you want to start selling more, sell less. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we've and been listening was, a lot yeah. to that stuff. Too. Yeah. And that it really was like, hit me. Cause like, you shouldn't have to convince people. You should attract people to that's you, it. to where they see your stuff and go, oh, I want that. As opposed yeah. to come to me, come to me. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be great. Yes. No people, people, and then there's like even sales strategy, like you have to push people away in a strange way. The more yeah. you push people away, sometimes the more they actually want you. Like even in a, in a sales call situation, there's times where it's like, do you want to do this? So like, yeah. Are you sure you don't seem very convinced? Yeah, I want to do it. Because you don't really, you really don't have to do this, you know, if you don't want to. No, I want to do this. Like the more you uh, push yeah, yeah, away, yeah. the more they, they like snap back. It's a really weird psychology. I mean, all the stuff I've learned with my coaches and so after two years of investing all my time, energy, and effort in this whole mom dance fitness program, nutrition, blah, blah, blah. Then I had another pivotal moment. So I had my first Hollywood summer tour in three years. Finally was able to come back again. It is was not- Explain what that is. Explain what you just so said. So the Hollywood summer tour is a dance intensive for advanced dancers. I have kids to adults. They travel from all over the world to come to LA for a week or two. They take classes at dance studios. They meet with agents. They do photo shoots, music video shoots, demo reel shoots. We do seminars. Uh, we take them sightseeing, go to Disneyland, go to Beverly nice. Hills, Santa Monica Beach. So they get like vacation, education, dance, Hollywood glam, all fun for the family. It's, it's, a, I love it. It's my, it's mm -hmm. my, I love the, the, that event. I enjoy it, but I was my first time back in three years. Hotel costs, bus costs, everything just shot through the roof. Wow. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, I already spent some of these people's money and I can't afford all this stuff. So then I had to, I like the hotel that I had penciled in. When I reach out to them, I'm like, actually, I have a group. It's actually bigger than what I expected. They're like, well, we don't have room for you. So then I'm pivoting, panicking. My um, event planner was like sending out blasts um rfps if anybody knows what that is Teresa does yes, but yes setting it out and all together by the way <laughs> this is the stuff that Teresa used to help yes. me with right yes but, and then I had a new contact at yes. um I don't know if I'm allowed to say your old job yeah, yeah sure no yeah LA Tourism and the convention board I had a new contact so I had zero relationship with this person so I'm like I don't you don't know me I don't know you but I need your help yeah so we're trying to find a hotel I found a hotel I actually got a very, very reasonable rate anyway so I was like very resourceful you know, but I had a very limited amount of cash because I was only using the cash that I had just collected from the new clients, but I'd already spent the cash from the old clients that registered two years ago or yeah. a year ago. So that was another event where I didn't make any money again. Um, and that's when I was like, okay, I need to figure something out. I need to make this run event run and be able to make some money. Yes. So here's what I did. I took the framework of everything that I learned with my coaches in my mom dance fitness program. And I created another offer, but for dancers, I used uh, the framework for my coach how to pitch in front of an audience. First time I ever sold in person. Um, so I did this presentation in front of my clients. I basically pitched them a, a six month mentorship program where I would take wow. their dancers and we do a dive deep headshots, resumes, demo reels, social media, marketing websites, how to get an agent, nutrition, how to finances, taxes, college prep, 
basically taking the trained high-level dancer and let's make a career. And I pitched it and I sold it. And I think I made $17,000 in 24 hours. So who did you pitch it to? Your people? Just your people? But the people at the Hollywood Summer Tour, the events. So because I was like, I'm doing this event and not making a dime. So I need yeah. to figure out how to make so the money. The, it's the big offer that we talked about. You go to the thing. Yes. It's it's kind of like when you go to a live event and they pitch yeah. you at the end with, a, with another big yeah. offer, right? And then I've had this whole like early bird discounts. If you commit in 24 hours, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I did and I pitched and then I made 17 grand in 24 hours. I was like, oh, what did I just oh. do? I just created something new. Now you have to plan it. <laughs> so yeah. now I got to actually like have make it work and hop okay. and figure this out. So I tell my coach, I'm like, so I kind of did something. I kind of just like created a new offer on the fly and created this presentation based on what you already taught us. So um, I have this new offer. How do I market two offers at the same time? He's like, you don't. And I was like, what do you mean? I don't. He's like, you need to pick one. Mm. I'm like, what do you mean? I need to pick one. I'm like, why can't I do both? I've always had multiple businesses. He goes, yeah, that's your problem. Mm. You need to focus. You need to pick one and you need to make that your signature program. Mm. I'm like, but I spent like two years on this mom dance fitness program. It's like my new baby and I love it. And it's amazing. My clients are doing amazing. He's like, well, then don't do the dance program. I'm like, but I can't. I just collected their money. and I He's like, well, you need to figure it out and you need to make a decision. And I cried about it. And I was like, gosh I'm like what have I what have I done and then he was like because your messaging is going to be confusing people are going to be like are you a mom dance fitness person are you a dance mentor like what what are you and people are going to be confused and you're when you have your personal stuff like you want to be known for something like Tony Robbins is known for his personal development but if suddenly he's like trying to sell cars on his page you'd be like huh what do you, what, what, do you, what is your focus what are you doing you need to be known for one thing. And I was like, but I've never done just one thing. I've always done multiple things. And, and I'm like, it's still dance. It's just a different market. He's like, you're going to spread yourself thin. And in the end, you're not going to win big. He's like, I'm telling you, trust me on this one. You need to pick one. And I made the very difficult decision, to put my mom dance fitness business aside. Now I had clients existing still in it and they're still in it actually right now, but I stopped pitching it and selling it on a grand scale it's still there and it's still available for anybody that wants it. Find it yeah yeah it's, I, I have a whole like i created so much content it's ready to go for anybody that wants to jump in but i just stopped pushing it on my social mm -hmm. media marketing and so to focus and that's when things really started to take off i guess six months i think well, i think i've made over one hundred and thirty thousand. Wow. and over a hundred thousand of that was my mom my sorry my dance mentorship program and that's really when I was like, I'm thinking, oh, wow, I'm really on to something. Yeah. And that's when my coach was like, you made the right choice. He's like, that's your signature offer. He's like, there's a lot of mom fitness stuff out there. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but I do dance and dance. But he's like, yeah, that's cute. But sounds like you're much stronger in mentoring dancers. You have already have a track record. You already have helped people. You already have testimonials. Mm -hmm. Even though this program is new, you already you have authority in that market. And, and then even he's like, in your events, he's like, already, you already do too much, but you have your live dance events and you can tie that in. So I, I'm basically one event kind of feeds into the other. Yeah. So if you tell my live event, you're going to be pitched to the online event. If you're on the online event, I'm going to pitch you to the live event. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and this never ending cycle of, and I literally have clients that have done, I have a London spring tour, which is another event that I do in London. And I have the Hollywood summer tour. And then I have some clients that I literally have done all three. They're in my mentorship program right now 
they've already done my so it's if you get that that's the thing too I've learned with even my business instead of focusing on high volume of sales yeah you actually have less clients at a higher ticket but you really nurture them and really help them then you can have those repeat that repeat customer that could actually generate way more money than having like 100 clients that are a small ticket item mm -hmm. Um, and then they get better results because they invest more. When they invest more, they respect your time. They actually put more effort and in the end they get better results. And then they give you better testimonials and then it attracts more people. And then they refer a friend and everybody wins. It's a weird, right, and, and that's a great program for them. Like, I'm yeah. sure it's like, a it sounds fantastic. Like as yeah. a young dancer, that's exactly what you want. Someone to take care of all the stuff, show you what to do. I mean, you don't, it's just like you paying for that business coach. These dancers are paying you for the same mm -hmm. thing. And there's yeah. times when I've taken free, the, these free classes. And, and again, as I said, all these free classes, I do find valuable. I grab some sort of golden nugget out of it, but mm -hmm. when it's free, you don't focus on it as much. And no. you know, it's like, okay, I don't have time to watch the live event. I'll watch the replay when it comes out in a couple days. And then you just kind of, you know, you dabble in it, but mm -hmm. when you're paying the money, you show up <laughs> yourself to be able to be somewhere and truly learn it, then you do, uh, you do gain more from it. Yeah, no, I found that's the other thing too. It was a huge, huge reality check is I thought the less you charge, you would attract more people and get more customers and make more money. That's what I thought. It's actually the reverse. The more you charge, you need less clients. Like I just simple math. If yeah. you're charging a hundred dollars a month for your clients, you need a hundred clients to make 10 grand, or you can have a high ticket item for 5k and have two clients. Do you think it's easier to get two clients or a hundred clients? Right. right, exactly. Two clients is way more easy to manage. And guess what? Those lower paying um, ticket items, people demand more, they complain more, they expect more. And and it's like, and they actually, a hundred clients paying low ticket would give you a headache rather than two appreciative, hardworking clients that um, you can pour more into as well. And they also get better results. It's better for everyone. So this whole high ticket coaching model is definitely I've grasped, I like, I finally felt like I figured it out. Like I finally feel like, and that was the other thing too, that I kind of made realization. I was like, maybe the mom dance fitness program was the training that I needed yeah. to be able to launch this one. Cause my, my coach thinks he goes, this is a million dollar business. No, he's like, nobody's doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You're you've created a whole lane for yourself. Whereas yeah. mom dance fitness, I felt like it's still a very noisy market. Right. There's yeah. still a lot more competition. And I always felt that with the Hollywood summer tour, you mean working with you and your husband, Manina, and seeing oh. what you did for these kids, that was so unique. And now you're kind of taking that virtually and you're allowing, you know, more people around the world to experience it in a different way. And like you say, more high, high volume, high, you know, high caliber stuff that you can deal with. So it's amazing what you, what you've created. It's, you know, a, and what's I, amazing is that you really just created it. You know, I had, there was, you don't even know this about me, but there was one summer where, because I had um, exchange students for, from China living with me. They're like my sons. I've had them for mm -hmm. years. And I somehow fell into, somebody asked me if I wanted to start a camp and with these kids from China who want to learn about colleges and mm -hmm. uh, watch, this could be her next idea. And um, <laughs> so, and I was like, yeah, cause I actually really enjoyed it. I enjoyed meeting the families, enjoyed helping these kids find their way around and introducing them to their things. And my kids love their culture. And we, and we went through this whole thing. So I had a summer where I brought these kids out and I, they got to go to a regular camp and, you know, I would take them to Universal Studios and see UCLA and see mm -hmm. USC and 
and it was a very good experience. Mm -hmm. It actually set up once it was set up. It's something that can pay quite well. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. COVID hit that next summer, so I didn't because I thought that mm -hmm. would be something I'd be doing every summer. Yeah, and, and now I'm not sure, but um, I did experience that, and it was so interesting because I created that out of really nothing. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't me as a voice teacher. It was just me that I'm good at talking to people and setting things mm -hmm. up. I bet you could start a camp for anything, Menina. Like, <laughs> I bet you could start anything, you know. But it is true; you probably have to focus. But mm -hmm. you know, that's been year, the hardest. But yeah. in a year, to say no to other things. Yeah, but you. But doesn't mean there's not something else coming after this is really established. There's a point that this will run itself for you, and you may add the new thing. Mm -hmm. you know, and then focus on that for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. obviously your, your, your track record has always been about pivoting and creating the next big thing for you. So, you know, yes. Kickball change, pivot, hair whip. Yeah. <laughs> I think your brain needs that. I think you, your brain needs something just really stimulating and that you can bite into it. And I think it's amazing to, to hear you think, I think there was a point that she and I were just sitting in awe, listening yeah. to you chatter on uh, the nicest yeah. way. And just everything was fascinating that came out of your mouth. So I think it's oh, amazing you. that you're not, and you know, I bet there's moms like you that haven't done what you've done, but they have all the ideas. Maybe they <laughs> weren't brought up in a family that had their own business and they didn't have these connections, but they're dying to do something. And I hope hearing you inspires them mm -hmm. because you, created brand new things one after the other until you found something that worked mm -hmm. right yep. now yeah yeah who knows maybe we'll have this conversation next year and there'll be a whole nother oh i'm excited yes yes um, but i think i'm onto something here like i really like there's there's times in your life where you're like okay this is it like the hollywood summer tour was yeah. was one of those moments for me i started yeah. in 2006 and i'm going on the 18th year which is crazy and I still love it. Like it's, it's still one of those things in my life that I, I treasure. I appreciate, I love yeah. it. And taking it away for three years, it made me love it even more. But then I've also feel like I've actually created something almost better for my lifestyle right now mm -hmm. as a mom, mm -hmm. because yeah. I love that I get to work from home. I'm in my home office right now. My two-year-old's playing very quietly with Yes. miracle yes. Um, we yes. haven't seen him yet yeah yeah we haven't seen him yet <laughs> and um I literally just go downstairs you know I'm bedrooms upstairs go downstairs I can cook meal come here I don't have to commute anywhere I don't have to have child care I get to create my content I get to work with my clients from home I'm not commuting anywhere I'm not wasting that time I can travel and take my business with me and still do it I was in Trinidad the last month with my husband and the kids and we were um I was doing my business from the hotel room and doing conference calls and all the all the things working with my clients so I was like wow this is a pretty cool business model that I've created for myself I get to do what I love I get to be with my family I get to be mobile if I want to stay home or if I want to go on a trip and I can still take you know the work with me I love what I do my clients are doing really well one of my 17 year old clients dancing two years she um I booked, helped her get her very first gig dancing with Shania Twain in her music video that just released giddy up um and you know that even just seeing their wins is like it fuels me it gives me so much joy that I'm like wow I just helped this dancer make her dream come true and that makes me feel good you know helping and changing the lives of these kids that are so big and bright-eyed and yeah. you know and their parents also too are just like fascinated like wow I didn't know what I didn't know like you're opening even my own mind and yeah. and I'm still creating the, the program as we speak like yeah. I'm recording new lessons and you know, like, 
Yes. And I'm asking, I'm, I'm building it with my clients too. Like I had an outline of what I wanted, but I'm like, what else do you want? What else do you want to learn? You can bring in the specialists. You can bring it all to them. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been bringing people in. I have a mental skills educator that I hired. I have a tax preparer that specializes in dance that I've hired. I've got the college prep that I've hired. I do bring in guest speakers every, every week. I just had yesterday, Jessica Castro. She's on the greatest showman. She uh, danced with uh, Beyonce and Janet Jackson on the Super Bowl halftime show. And next week, I've got Sophia Lucia, who's the Guinness Book of World Records for 55 pirouettes. Uh, who's oh, cool. Very well known on social media as well. Like, So I'm bringing in industry pros and bringing in other specialists and experts and to be able to create this comprehensive program for these dancers and, and create something great. on it. Yes. And I'm focused. That's the other thing too, because you're making an incredible product because you're focused. Yes. And that has been so hard for me because that was the one thing that I, I always been frustrated of this. I felt like I was a jack of all trades and a master of none because I was good at everything that I tried Mm. and I liked everything that I tried. So I would do, Oh, I can do this. I can do this. I can like, you just like earlier. Yeah. I can video edit. I can do this and I can do choreography and I can do that. Like I can do everything, but I'm like, I'm not a master at everything. Mm. You know, I'm just good at everything. And I need to be really, I get to hone in on what my gift is. And I really feel like my gift is, I'm a connector. That's one thing that really kind of, I'm really good at connecting the right people. And that comes from, I guess, and maybe even event planning is that you're constantly connecting. I need to book this person and that person in this venue and this hotel and this whatever. And I'm putting all the pieces to the puzzle together. Um, And that is my gift. And that's where I feel like this program has been a dream come true for me because I'm now able to use my own expertise and connect to the right people to help serve my clients. And um yeah, it's it's been a blessing. That's like it's, it's I've already gotten so many tips from you just in the conversation. <laughs> We're jotting little notes down, you know, but it's so true because I I I always talk about um I, I feel like I've already been working that muscle of multiple things. I've been mm-hmm. involved in so many different things, but like you say, you're you know, you're so spread thin, you're not the master of any one of those things, but you're, you know, putting so much out there. So, um, so thank you for that advice and those tips, because Mm -hmm. uh, I think even both of us maybe struggle with that a little bit because Ariella does so many things as well. Um, It's hard. It's hard to to focus on one, especially when you're a mom, you're a multitasker. That's like what you do. You're like, hold something over here with the baby on the hip and yep. then like stirring the pot and then the yep. phone rings exactly. and then the yep. computer. Yep. What you're doing is amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think that's amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, I would love, we would love to have you back later on to find out what the next sure. pivot is, the yeah. next shift. And there's sure, so many can, more. I can give you a, an update on yeah. where this is going. If exactly. it's changed directions or if exactly. I'm still on the same path or. Yeah. And we're going to put all your contact info in the description. Yeah, sure. Find you. Yep. And Amazing. it's really been inspiring me. You've really inspired me because mm-hmm. I'm also in the arts mm-hmm. and I've, I have a lot of similar things like you. And in my head, I'm like, oh, I could do this, 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 you know. <laughs> Your brain I, is, is thinking, going. Yeah, yeah. This is also really important. And I'm also creating programs right now. And it's it's really inspiring. And the way you are inspiring these young people, I hope you're also inspiring some of our listeners out there mm-hmm. that have some ideas as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you other moms out there. Yeah. Guest. It's yeah. like, we're so lucky that we got to talk to you today. And like she oh, said, we you. still have thousands of questions. So there will have to be a part two at some point. We <laughs> text some part two where we'll just follow up questions and yes. on social yes. media I'll be like how yes. do you do this how do you do that exactly <laughs> yeah. thank exactly. you so much for doing our show thank I mean you. you're doing so well in your business and we're really honored and humbled that you came on to our show today yes thank you thank you so, so much. for all you other moms out there go follow your dreams absolutely
Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> cut, edit. And cut. Mom and Tom. Two passionate and busy moms sharing the quest to achieve entrepreneurial success.